And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, December 8th, and we are so grateful that you're here with us. Awesome. Yet another day. We're plowing through December. Can't can't get there fast enough to kiss this sucker goodbye. I mean, really. 2020 was like the dumpster fire of years, hasn't it been? Just awful. But it's been great for us because this is the year we went to a daily podcast. This is the year where we've expanded the audience. This is the year where more and more of you have actually sent us your questions. So if you need help with anything financial, all you have to do is send an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. If you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, we've got a contact button. Just hit it and we'll get your message, okay? This is from Bentley who says, I love your podcast and I listen every day. During this pandemic, I've been trying to get more organized and reduce unnecessary clutter from my life. That is very admirable, I might add. I did that a little Marie condoing my uh, sock drawer. Feels very good. Well, Mark wants to know, what does that mean? My socks were a total mess. No, it wasn't that they were, first of all, Mark, there's no way my socks would be a total mess. You know me better than that. But I wanted them lined up like little soldiers ready to go to battle in same exact order. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to Bentley, who was scanning some of the old tax returns and said, so I could get rid of all my paper copies. And I've always maxed out my Roth IRA in early January, but I noticed in 2015 our adjusted gross income was just over 200000 which was over the limit for eligibility. Shouldn't I have been notified that I made too much money from the IRS? It's now been five years. Should I leave it and cross my fingers? Or how should I go about fixing this error? Thanks for your advice. I never like to leave anything and cross your fingers. So what I would do is I would file an amended return. That's what I would do. I know it's a pain in the neck, but it's not that bad. You're only amending that one thing and you can just say, hey, I shouldn't have been able to do it. Now, the problem is you're going to have to contact the place that holds your Roth IRA and you're probably going to have to recharacterize that one year and that's going to suck, but you should do it anyway. And if for some reason the IRS doesn't notice or someone else doesn't notice or the company is so we can't do it, keep pushing. I think it's important for you to do that. You're a very good doobie. You really are. And that to me is a an important thing just to like make sure you're nice and clean. Because you don't want something to be discovered way later and it's even harder to take care of. Okay? Anonymous, Anonymous says, I've been a listener since about the beginning. 
and love your show. Thanks for the free advice you've given my wife and me over the years. We're 36, two kids, five and two. No more. And a combined base income, $180,000. Great. Now, Anonymous says, I make a good bit in bonuses every year. Typically, whoa, hold on one second. 200 to 500 grand? Holy smokes. That's a, quite a bonus. Mark, don't account on that kind of bonus from the uh, Jill on Money Christmas account, all right? All right, this couple has a net worth of about $1.2 million, 90 grand in emergency funds, 375 grand in combined 401k, 403b, backdoor Roths, 275 in a taxable brokerage account, 65 in 529s, and we owe 225 grand on a $400,000 house. Oh, they're paying money down on principal. Stop doing that. All right, whatever. 230 grand in a deferred comp. This is good. $2 million in term life insurance on anonymous, 500 grand on his wife or her wife, I don't know. I have long-term disability, no short-term disability, two cars paid for, no credit card debt. No <laughs> Sadly, no expected large inheritances in the future. Okay. Questions are, first of all, how are we doing? What do you think, Mark? How do you, I mean, I think this sounds like freaking great is what I think it sounds like because let's go back. 36 years old, $1.2 million. Looks like they're on their way rolling towards college. This is fantastic. I and mean, it's great. Yeah, Mark and I agree. Don't pay down the mortgage. Bump up your 529. That's the only little teeny tiny thing that I would say. You know, Anonymous goes on and says, never in our wildest dreams did we expect to be millionaires, barely, before age 40. So I feel like we're doing pretty well, but I'm always open to new suggestions. Next, I expect to get another large bonus before the end of the year. Is there any reason for me to not divert a chunk of it to this deferred comp plan? I view it as a supercharged 401k because it's pre-tax and it grows tax-free. The only catch is you have to decide whether you want a quarterly payout a year in advance. My plan is to leave it there, let it keep growing. So far, we push out all quarterly payments. I think that's great for sure. I like a big chunk of it into that deferred comp. I think that's a great plan. I know a lot of law firms have done that, by the way. So it's interesting. It's, it just seems to be part of their model. And one other thing, Mark brings up a very good point. You say that your wife has a 403B through a school system. Does she also have the ability to put money away through a Section 457 plan? There are some districts where you can do both and you can put a lot of money away. I would be very, very remiss if I didn't just remind you, of course, I'm sure you've done it, estate planning. That's the only thing that I think is missing. Keep on keeping on. You're doing a fantastic job. Okay, this next message is from Melissa, who writes, in the middle of 2019, my husband and I changed our contributions to retirement at work to a Roth 401k and a Roth 403b, as opposed to the traditional lands, which we had been funding prior to that. We also have regularly contributed to a Roth IRA at Schwab, in my name, for several years. It occurred to me the other day while listening to your show that between the Roth at work and the one at Schwab, I was way over the maximum $6,000 a year. I looked into it for exact figures. I've contributed $5,100 at Schwab and almost $5,000 at work. My husband is also $5,000. How do I straighten that? Okay, it's not a mess. Everyone calm down. Because your Roth 
401k or your Roth 403b is still under the rules of the employer rules, meaning you can put $19,500 a year in that. It's not the same. It's just the Roth IRA itself has the $6,000, okay? So you don't have to worry about it. This isn't so good. This is one of those things where you're, you're freaked out about it. You don't have to worry about it. So again, when you have a Roth through your workplace plan, when you have that, that means that you can put up to the $19,500 limit and you don't need to worry about the $6,000 of a Roth IRA, okay? The only thing you do have to worry about is making sure you don't make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA, right? Because that is one area where, as we've heard, you can get a little nutty. So for 2020, married filing jointly, as long as you make adjusted gross income less than $196,000 a year, you can use a Roth IRA to contribute, okay? There is no limitation on income when it comes to a work-based Roth option. So a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b, you don't have any income limitation. Roth IRA, you do. This is a follow-up from John who wanted to know whether or not he and his wife, who are about 40 years old with some young kids, were on the right track. And I think I was asking for more information. Um, And he writes in for the second time and says, it's an honor and pretty awesome too to have you answer a question of mine. I apologize for not having included numbers in my previous email. So I'm struggling with the decision of paying down a refinanced mortgage or not, or just enjoying the new low rate. Okay, so here's the deal. They have a mortgage, a 30-year fixed rate, $463,000 at 2.8%, which saves them $245 a month. They have $144,000 in savings. $25,000 Twenty-five grand is an emergency fund. One hundred sixty-six thousand in a four hundred one k. About two hundred grand in a four fifty-seven. Couple of five twenty-nine plans. Sixteen and nineteen thousand. Only one house, one car, and they will have a pension. Okay, from the previous email, just kind of where you are and what's happening right now. I want to be clear that I think you're in a very good financial condition. You should not pay anything extra on your 30-year mortgage. Again, 2.8% is ridiculous. Your free cash flow to be used to put money into your 401k, your 457, fantastic. I just think that from the objective level here, especially if you're thinking about a pension, it really does seem like the retirement is simply it's just like on autopilot as much as you could be, but it's fantastic. So I think you just keep doing what you're doing. And again, sort of like the other, the previous note that we read, you know, some of these 529 plans, I, I, you know, I want you to max out your retirement, but 529 plans, if you really think you're going to help your kids with college, you really got to jump on them. And, and I know it seems like you've got some money in there. It's okay. I might add a little bit more money into those plans going forward. But you are on the right track and I think you're in great shape. Yeah. I mean, Mark just makes this point and I think we've said it before and it's a really good one. And that is that you can always pay down your mortgage later. You can always accelerate the payments when you get into the 12th, 13th, 14th year. But honestly, with money this cheap, it's really hard to make even that decision. But for now, 
Keep doing what you're doing. Okay, Ellen writes, I've been the main earner almost the entire 16 years that I've been married. My husband earns about 18 to 24 grand a year, and my earnings range from 60 to 150,000. That's some range for the 16 years we've been married. I currently make 150 grand with benefits, but no 401k. Okay, so I max out retirement, brokerage, and 529. I'm a saver. She's saving 40 to 50% of her gross income, Mark. <sighs> wow. Okay. Emergency fund is 60 grand, cash, college savings, 70 grand, brokerage, 167 grand, 401k IRA, 240 grand, Roth 10, 529.70, home equity, 250 grand, two cars, and just enrolled in HSA. Fantastic. Okay, here's the question. My accounts are mostly in Vanguard. I pay, pay an advisory fee of 0.3%. Should I continue paying it? I mean, I don't know. Do you like what you're getting? Seems pretty cheap. If you want to just do it yourself, you can. But that's the robo at Vanguard. It's a very affordable. I don't know if you avail yourself to any of their other services. Do they do any planning for you? Um, also, husband has been doing some work, uh, 1099 income. Should he set up an LLC to protect our assets? It totally depends on the work he's doing. Probably doesn't need to. But if he's like a contractor, maybe. That's a maybe. It depends what he's doing. It's not hard to set up an LLC, but it's just, you know, one more thing to do. So probably unnecessary, but follow up with me and let me know what he does for a living. Okay. It is the end of another show, and we are so grateful that you join us. Remember, if you go to the website, jillonmoney.com, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It's free every week, every Friday. Mark does all this great job of collating and and figuring out what's the best stuff out there to help you figure out what happened during the week. So check it out, jillonmoney.com. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing. Do something nice for someone else today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.